0: It, I'm ready to do it, I can't be afraid now, put me on the stage now, I'm ready to rage now, I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out. Howdy, huh. hey folks and welcome to another awesome episode of the Mindset with Muscle podcast. It's been a while since I've done a podcast episode and I'm going to be doing a lot more especially with all the uncertainty that is going on at the moment with the coronavirus be lots of people self-isolating over the next few weeks and probably going to be quite bored. So what I'm going to be doing is ramping up these, ramping up my videos and trying to keep you as entertained as possible. This episode is from a little bit of my morning rant which I did on my power walk. Lots of awesome knowledge bombs to be taken away from this one. And if you did enjoy them, please share on Instagram and let me know. But without further ado, let's get into this next episode. Bonjour, gentlemen. in the House. How are you this very early, early, early Wednesday? Now, if I'm going to give you some social media tips, it will be, firstly, live streams can be a game changer for your social media. And secondly, if you are going to go live, make sure that you do it at a time where more people are on. And... How you can find that out is by going into your insights and having a look at when most of your audience are on social media. I will tell you now, most of my audience are not on social media at half past six in the morning. So it's not the best time to do a live. However, a big however, the best time also to do a live is when your brain becomes alive, when you feel that you can give the most value. Now some people that's the evenings if you are kind of a night out, for others it's early in the mornings like now because half six in the morning, six o'clock in the morning is time where I kind of think about my day, I plan things out and uh, I get ready for what it is I need to do for the day. So. Actually as much as not many people are on 6.30 is probably the best time for me to drop knowledge bombs. Morning mate, you right. Which is why Regardless of actually being quite a few people on which is good. I Should do lives this early and I should do more this early to be honest One of the reasons being is the weather isn't the the nicest down here and a lot of the time when I'm walking down the beach It's very windy so it's very hard to do a live stream when it's windy there's nothing worse than talking to somebody when all you can hear is whoosh. however the weather is getting better I say that doesn't look like it but it is it's getting towards that April time that May time where we actually start to see some sunshine and I do enjoy the summer and uh, and yeah so I'm looking forward to it. Good morning, Tim. How are you? So what I've titled this live stream as is writing shit down and taking time off. And the reason I've put that is that it's two things that people don't do very well. A lot of people have thoughts that go through their head. 40 to 60,000 a day. Yet they don't write shit down. They don't write their thoughts down. And the thing is, when you start to write your thoughts down those thoughts become reality. You're able to reflect on those thoughts and you're able to find clues to the puzzles and problems that you have. So writing shit down is very, very important. Now the reason that people don't write shit down is there's multiple reasons. One, people think that they don't have time. We're not asking you to write a bloody novel. What we're asking you to do is just jot some stuff down that's in your head. And that might only take five minutes. And everyone has got five minutes a day to do that. Secondly, they're worried that someone might read their thoughts. Well, that's that's very kind of the world revolves around me way of thinking. Because to be honest, people are so busy in their own lives, they haven't got time to read what's going on in yours. And if you are that worried that your secrets are going to be leaked out to the press or whatever it is, then password protect your phone. At the end of the day, if your phone is an iPhone, I don't know about you Android peasants, but you've got face ID. So you've got no one that can go into your phone apart from you. And not just that, there are apps out there that you can password protect, so you can jot your shit down. And there's many apps out there that obviously you can passcode and start jotting down your thoughts. It can make a huge difference, especially if you're having a difficult week. Write shit down. Write down everything that's going on in your head. And don't write it as if someone's going to read it. Write it as if you're going to read it back. And these can be negative thoughts, it can be positive thoughts. Get them all down. Something that I like to do is I section kind of my thoughts out in four things. Health, wealth, productivity and connectivity. For those of you who have read my book Meltdown, you'll know that we do a Meltdown matrix score, that we look at things in our lives and then we look at the things that we need to work on. Health. Health is many different variables. We're not just talking about getting to the gym and exercising. We're talking about mental health too. We're talking about nutrition. We're talking about training. We're talking about mindset. We're talking about how healthy your relationships are. We're talking about how healthy your diet is. We're talking about you know, how healthy your relationship is with yourself. You know, we're looking at that and we're going to score that, you know, we'll score that between one or five. And if we're scoring three or less, or even two, you know, if we're scoring this low, then we need to really dig into what we need to do to change that. Because a great quote, I think it's by Jim Rohn, and he said, health is the crown on the well person's head that only the ill can see. And this is so important, we don't prioritise our health until we notice that we're of ill health. And another great quote is, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Of course, we're in mass panic at the moment because of the coronavirus. There is a potential pandemic you know, flooding through the world and everyone's buying lots of toilet roll and sanitizer and everything else like that you've got to also ask yourself yes okay you know somewhat of a concern but what can you do personally to sort that self sort yourself out firstly you know remember the old quote coughs and sneezes spread diseases so put your hand over your fucking mouth secondly make sure your hygiene is up to date make sure you are washing your hands make sure you are doing all the stuff so it's not necessarily about getting the coronavirus, it's passing it on. You know, I've been speaking to a lot of people, I've been fascinated about it. Let me just explain it at the moment. And, I, and it's something I am fascinated about. And one thing I've kind of had a thought process with, and I don't wanna keep harping on about the coronavirus, is this. I am a 34-year-old male with a very healthy immune system who is, uh, you know, who is fit and active. Now if I was to get the coronavirus, it probably wouldn't affect me at all that much. It would feel like a little bit of a flu and then it would go. So when it comes to my own kind of thought process and panic of it, then I haven't got that much to worry about. However, and here's a big however, although I haven't got anything to worry about, I have very close family that do need to worry about it. My mum is a type 2 diabetic, sorry, type 1 diabetic, and the fatality rate of people with diabetes is higher. Um, And my father-in-law has a lot of lung problems. He's got um, emphysema. And, you know, he's nearly approaching 70. So although it wouldn't affect me if I had it, if I was to pass it on to somebody else, that could be fatal. Like, literally fatal. I could be passing on the, the end of their life. So, I think you need to look at this with two factors. Just because it's not something of a concern for yourself, that doesn't mean that you don't do everything to prevent yourself from getting it, and if you do, or you feel ill, or under the weather, just be conscious about not going out, not going well, it doesn't affect me, it's not that bad, and then passing it on to somebody who it potentially could be. Um, And here's the reality, I am travelling today, I am going on a train, I am going on the underground, I am going on a plane, I'm heading off to Belfast today, and uh, a lot of people aren't travelling at the moment, so... Personal hygiene is important. Anyway, let's go back to what I was about, health. So this is health. Wealth, okay? So next one, we're looking at wealth. We're looking at personal finance. We're looking at social wealth. And we're looking at everything else that makes us wealthy. And we're going to mark ourselves one to five. And then we're going to start looking at this. Because, you know, finance, wealth, both social wealth and personal wealth, Are incredibly important and the reason that they're incredibly important is when you're struggling with money you do stupid shit when you are unable to pay bills and you know you're struggling with that kind of thing it's very very hard to be a positive person something that's all the time is that you know there can be very hateful people online And the reality is, is you don't know what's hurting them at the moment. You know, if you are painting a perfect picture of all your profit and all your holidays and and your good life, that can really trigger someone because that person can't afford that thing, can't do that thing, and is struggling. And when we're drowning in anything, problems, debt, relationships, all we're doing is paddling like fuck, trying to survive. We don't think of anybody else. All we think of is tr- just trying to live another day. Even though it might not be that bad, things are as bad as we make it. You know, someone might be going, Ugh, you know, I've, uh, I've had a shit month, money's tight, yet they've got a roof over their head, they can pay their bills and they can afford to eat. The reality sh- uh, state checks that they're all right because there's people in the world who literally can't even afford to eat for the day and haven't got a roof over their head. And that comes down to perspective. And then if your wealth and your, you know, if, if you are measuring that between one to five and that is low, you need to start asking yourself the things that you need to do in order to change that. And the thing about wealth and, you know, making money and making friends and having that kind of wealth is it's all about connection. It's all about communication. You know, when it comes to business, business is about people. Business is about talking to people and solving problems. If you're struggling with debt, or you're struggling with business, a lot of entrepreneurs and business people tend to hide away. They hide away and try and focus on their finances. When actual fact, they need to get out and about, start talking to people, start networking with people, and start building relationships. You know, business is based on solving problems. If you're going out every day solving problems and helping people get healthier, happier, fitter, and stronger, it's only a matter of time before people value what it is that you do and they start to cross your palm of silver and don't expect this to be an overnight thing but you need to be in a proactive state of mind of going things are a bit shit Um, I am going to go into survival mode with certain variables but that doesn't mean that I need to go survival mode in my head because if you are in survival mode when you are uh, running a business then that comes off as you don't really care about anybody else. All you care about is yourself. And that's not gonna get you more business. That's not gonna help grow your business because selfishness, with regards to that, doesn't lead to success. So, that is wealth, ladies and gents. Productivity, okay? Productivity, we're talking about getting shit done. Getting shit done, and this is something that a lot of people struggle with, procrastination. Okay? Productivity and procrastination. And there's many different reasons that people procrastinate. People procrastinate because they don't know what to do, sometimes. People procrastinate because they're scared of doing the work, because if they do become a success, they might need to change things in their life. Procrastination might be self-doubt, lack of confidence. Um, and procrastination could be a number of things. Something that I've seen in a lot of successful people is a lot of self-sabotage. And what do I mean by that? People who are on the road to success tend to sabotage it. They tend to ruin it for themselves, mainly because of two things. Kind of, one, they don't think that they're good enough for success. They don't think they deserve it. And two, because they have imposter syndrome. They might have done good things, but they don't deep down consider themselves a good person. And then suddenly they have a bad relationship with themselves and what they're doing. So they stop doing it. And this comes back to that self-esteem and self-confidence of going, well, do you know what? You're responsible for your own success. And if you do get that success, then understand that success comes with responsibility as well. Because if you do start to succeed, there'll be two parties. There'll be people who support you with your success. And there'll be people that criticize you for your success. But then we're going back to what I said before. The reason that a lot of people are criticizing you for your success is because they're drowning. They're drowning in debt. They're drowning in problems. They're drowning in their relationships and they're struggling with that. So they hate to see other people do well. Especially if they're struggling with it. Which once again is very counterintuitive. And do you know why it's counterintuitive? Because the people that are successful, they have clues. They have clues which if you listen to them, if you follow their advice and guess what? Something mind-blowing, if you ask for their help, then your problems can sometimes be improved. Because the best people to speak to to solve problems are the people that are solving the problem successfully. And it comes back to that quote of success leaves clues. So that is productivity. Something that I use and I spoke about in my book and I use all the time is the Eisenhower Matrix. And what the Eisenhower Matrix is, is it's a little quadrant of um, tasks. Now, what you do is you put your tasks into a quadrant. And you have four quadrants, do, defer, delegate, delete. Do is things that only you can do and nobody else and needs to be done today. Defer is things that only you can do, but it's not as important as the things that you need to get done today and it might need to be done later on in the week or later on in the month. Delegate, delegate are things that you could do, but you shouldn't, somebody else can do because you doing it takes you away from your do and defer. And then delete are things which you've got on your list which you should have said no to, but you said yes. So you need to figure out ways of letting that person down gently, of not doing the task, or just looking at better ways of saying no to things so you can be more productive. So that is the Eisenhower matrix. That's how you increase your productivity. To a lot of people, when they first start out, in order to become successful, they need to say yes to lots of things. They need to take the opportunities that come to them, and that is a magical thing when you're saying yes to lots of things because more opportunities fall in your lap, more people come to you because you're a yes person and you make things happen. But there's going to get a certain point in your success where you know, the thing that got you where you are today won't get you where you need to be tomorrow. And instead of saying yes to things, you suddenly need to start saying no to things. And a lot of people struggle with that especially when you understand what's known as Pavlovian conditioning. Now Pavlov, for those of you who don't know what Pavlovian conditioning is, Pavlov's dog, they did a study with a dog, where what they did is they bashed, they made a sound and they fed him a treat. So what happened over a period of time is every time that the dog heard that sound, it would start salivating. And the reason that it started salivating because he associated that noise, that habit, with a reward. Um, Now, where am I going with that? If you're saying yes to everything and you start getting a reward for saying yes to things, you start to associate saying yes with success. So whenever you start to say no, you will have the opposite feeling of failure. You think saying no to things is not good because you've been so used to saying yes to things. And, of course, if you start seeing a reward from saying yes to things, of course, more opportunities, it's very hard to change your mind that saying no to things is going to help you progress more successfully, which is why people get into a bad loop of going, hang on a minute, I'm saying yes to things and this thing isn't working now. And the reason being is what's known as the success paradox. Now, this was coined by Greg McEwen in a book, Essentialism. And what he talks about with this, um, the success paradox is that you say yes to lots of things, you become very successful, you become very popular, and as you become more successful and popular now, your time drains down, the quality of your work goes down because you're doing too much And now, the thing that made you successful is also the reason for your downfall. Because you're working with so many people now, and you can't produce the quality of work which you did at the beginning because you're too busy. So, suddenly, the thing that got you where you are today is now causing you to fail, which is why we need to learn a lot of the time where we are in our journey whether we need to start saying yes and take more opportunities or whether we need to start saying no and focus on the things that really matter. So that is productivity and connectivity. Connectivity, something that I struggle with or have struggled with over the years. And my wife is, both my wife and my mother are on this live. Hello, mum, Anna, how are you? Connectivity is one that I have always struggled with. Connecting with people um, downing tools, taking days off, um, being off social media. Um, and and this is one of the hardest ones for me and one that I've had to develop and work on a lot. You've got to understand why you're doing all this for, what you're doing all this for, who you're doing all this for. What's the end goal? And, And understand that, you know, so many people are on a one man mission for success, but success isn't formed from one individual person. You know, success is formed from having a supportive network around you of people that care for you, people that are there for you and they're the ones that are actually going to cause you that success. But also understand that you're doing all this to have a better life. And if you're affecting other people's lives with your thing that's going to potentially have a better life for yourself, you're not going to have a better life for yourself because you'll get to the thing that you thought that you wanted and all of a sudden the people around you that were there before supporting you are no longer they fucked off because you are so selfish in trying to achieve success that you've totally lost the reason that you're doing it and the reason that you're doing it is to have you know a better life more freedom and time with other people so health wealth productivity and connectivity measurements of these four are important knowing where you fall on these scales needs to be done on a daily and weekly basis and if you start falling short on one of them you know that you need to focus more on them lots of knowledge bombs taken away but the important thing is writing shit down and taking time off of which i am going to be doing today and tomorrow i'm heading off to belfast catch up with my good friend mr phil graham and tomorrow i'll be taking a very nice day off turn out Training um, and catch up with a good friend. So, ladies and gents, that is it from me. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. Hopefully, that was insightful. And if you missed some of this live, I'm going to whack it on a Mindset of Muscle podcast for you to have a listen back. That is it from me. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. And I'll catch no up with you soon. Adios. My town, we know what it takes to be reaching the top. we the top. We're the top. We know what it takes.